Louis, it was a year ago. You were there. Um, at the time, you're you're standing there. No one knows that this is an attack on the Capitol. Now that we we have a name for it, you are there watching events unfold. You are there documenting as events unfold. What do you remember seeing and feeling as they unfolded? Well, you know, my my training kicked in and. Uh, you know, I, I spent five years for anyone who doesn't know the kind of work I did. I spent five years in Kandahar as a combat photographer and I've covered, uh, the war in Ukraine and other conflicts. And, you know, the first thing is to make sure that I can work safely, but I just looked at the crowd assaulting the Capitol. And all I knew is I had to go straight into the crowd to document what's going on. It, I, I'm not sure I really thought too much about it. I just knew that that's like anyone who does whatever they do in their life that my training said, go down there. And I went right into the crowd and it, you know, I've, I'd never see, been in, you know, to call it civil unrest or a riot. It was, it, it had gone beyond that. I'd never seen the police be overrun like that by a crowd. The crowd was so many more times that of the police. And, uh, you know, the sound is what was, really disturbing actually it's the, the kind of the tone of the yelling and the kind of the yelling that 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 you could hear and the things people were saying i just thought you know after covering so many wars you see weapons like guns and cannons and bombs and and airplanes but this was a weapon which is disinformation used on a group of people to attack their own people and that is a very powerful weapon to be wielding the, 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 the use of disinformation to cause Americans to attack Americans. When you looked around, did you see things that you would call weapons? People carrying things you would call weapons? Yeah. I, there, there are people carrying bats. Uh, I saw someone with a framing, you know, my dad worked in construction. I saw someone with a framing hammer go by me. There, there was a guy go by with a two by two with a nail stuck out the end. It was kind of like a Viking level weapon like out of dungeons and dragons you know when i got when i got down the west front which is the, the the view there's the east and the front there's sort of the popular views of the capitol building i was down amongst the crowd and when i pulled my camera to take photos someone pointed at me and i have no idea why I started yelling antifa photographer which of course i'm not i was working for national geographic screaming and four i'm six foot two four really big guys came down and kind of were like articulated in a way where they're ready to hit me and they had like one had a bat they had they had weapons for beating people flagpoles you know in these kinds of situations i've covered riots a lot of these people use bats and and i saw axe handles as the flagpole so it looks camouflage it's a flag a, 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 an instrument to hold a flag and they were all surrounded me and I'm, i held my hands up and i i had to de-escalate and i thought okay i apologized i put the power in their hands let them know, like, I was sorry. And I said, hey, I work for National Geographic. I have my press card, which I, I had, had hidden because there were riots leading up to that in protests uh, in the fall previously where there was a lot of violence with these right-wing extremist groups you know, that I'd been assaulted during. And I said, can I take my, you know, I said, I asked, please. But you have to imagine I'm having this conversation de-escalate in the middle of a crowd of thousands screaming, attacking people, tear gas flying, flashbangs going off, screaming, people running by, attacking police, people being pepper sprayed. Uh, so what I did was I, uh, 
they, they said I had my hands in the air and I said, uh, they said, sure. I took my press card out and I think they looked confused. Like, Oh, he works for National Geographic. And they, they look like they were thinking like giraffes and, and zebras, not realizing that, you know, National Geographic is a global news organization. And so, uh, I said, sorry, is it okay if I leave? I asked for permission. They said, sure. I backed up and I ran up and I came back and I thought I'm going to regroup and go back in a different spot. And I went into the, the upper terrace when they had broken into the building. And I thought up to this point, I'm like, I don't want to get COVID. I have a mask on. A lot of the people in the crowd did not have masks. I thought, okay, this is too important. I'm going in. And I went, I went straight in. Now I have a press accreditation to work in Congress. So I, I could be there. And it was incredible. Like there I am in the halls of this beacon of democracy in the world. And there's a group of people who are basically insurrectionists uh, fighting with police in the hallway of this, of, of the first floor of the Senate. Like here's the most boring, quiet building around and they're fist fighting bats, pepper spraying. I saw a colleague hiding in an office. He had been pepper sprayed in the face by who knows who, uh, then I thought I'd hide in an office. I look out the window, it looked like a medieval siege outside. Every time you took a photo or if you aimed a camera, people looked at you like, Hey, who are you? Um, and so it just kind of went on like that. Me moving around rubber bullets being, imagine they're firing police were firing rubber bullets down the hallway of the first floor of the Senate of the United States Capitol. I was covering my face, with my camera, so I wouldn't get hit in the eyes. And, uh, there I was thinking this can't be happening. And uh, we were pushed out by the police. I sort of made my way out and the tear gas was too heavy. And I think after about three or four hours of this, what I just repeating versions of this and different people with, it, it looked like, you know, in sometimes art imitates life and vice versa. It was like Hydra from Captain America was seizing the Capitol. People had masks on from the first Gulf War with flags it looked like this like guerrilla paramilitary group with body armor on and that they had gloves on with fiberglass knuckles like people didn't come up there to do anything but what they were doing and that was uh cause chaos and use violence to attack this this capital where elected officials are we're talking with Canadian journalist, photographer, documentary filmmaker, Louis Palo, about January 6th of 2021. Louis, how long did you stay there? Were you there until things started to actually quiet down? Or did you have to get out of there to keep safe? So when I, when I, when I came out of the building, the crowd literally was up against the windows and the walls of the Capitol outside. And the crowd was very big. Uh, I had just sort of squeezed my way out of a hallway where the police were firing rubber bullets down the hallway and, you know, the police aren't sitting, they can't sit there and go, Hey, who are you? Uh, oh, you're a journalist. You know, it was this it, total chaos, uh, clubs swinging from both sides. And I, the, 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 the insurrectionists, they're the mob. They're not friends with the media either. So, you know, I'm kind of caught in this thing where I can be hurt both ways. Uh, I think when I got outside, I kept taking photographs and I could see that a very large group of police from the, the, the DC Metro police, not the U S Capitol police had arrived and were assembling a very big group and they were preparing to push the crowd out. And I know that they weren't 
going to be interviewing people or asking who, whether I was with the media or not. So I started backing off. And as I backed off, there's the area and you probably saw them on, on television or from photographs. There's an area where the press do live hits where the world sees the Capitol from the front lawn. They had just destroyed the entire TV uh, sort of, of live hit area where, where, you know, correspondents are live from Washington. They had just destroyed the cameras. All the journalists had run away. And I saw that and I thought, this is not great. And I, I think I had been stunned. I'd been tear gassed. I had been uh, pushed, hit, uh, uh, retreated. And I think at that point, I realized I'd kind of hit my limit at about four hours. So I walked off and I could see uh, uniformed FBI, ATF, lots of different police forces from all over the region were like descending, you know, however fast they could on the Capitol. And I just kind of, I ran into a photographer and think we were, we were a little traumatized or very traumatized actually. And in shock at the whole thing. And, uh, I kind of just walked and just sat down. Uh, it was dark and there are a lot of cops at this point. Now, all I was trying to do is get my backpack out of the building. I was outside. They had locked it down, which had my house keys. You know, I went outside thinking, Oh, okay. There was a protest. And all of a sudden all hell broke loose. So, um, I was able to get that. But I think I, I, I couldn't sleep for three nights after that. It was just like a total shock. Where was the shock, do you think, that this was America? Uh, where was the shock? I think, I think the shock was the fear that, you know, we had reached a point where over this last year of President Trump's administration, there was a level of impunity where people felt like they could use violence to express their political ideology. And that me being a journalist, you know, could I, could I, could I walk the street? Like, were they going to attack me? I mean, you know, all these threats were coming out, these warnings, like that there were, there were extremists who were going to use vehicles to run journalists over, you know, like, so it kind of became this thing, like it wasn't safe anywhere anymore, no matter what the circumstances, because no one was being punished anymore for these things. You know, there are two impeachments uh, at the time. Very few people had been arrested at the Capitol, you know, maybe a handful who were there, but mostly people just got away with it. And uh, I would say this, you know, to say that this is America, I, I've learned this about America. America is always these two opposites. And there is just as many people fighting for America to be this great place, you know, just as there are these, these forces that I think a lot of people blanket over the whole country. So I think, you know, in Canada, I'm Canadian. I, I'm from Toronto. I, I love Canada. Uh, but I think that there are Americans like say, you know, great filmmakers and great journalists, you know, like Bob Woodward who are, who are doing the investigating. Those are great Americans too. And I think that there are a lot of forces pushing back on it. In the end, Biden, Biden won that last election and, Things aren't perfect right now. Uh, they're never perfect. But I, I just think back to the 60s. You know, I think a lot of people are feeling like this is the worst ever. I'm reading stories in Canada. People are afraid there's going to be a civil war. Well, let's go back to 68 when two civil rights leaders were assassinated, you know, shot to death. Soldiers were shooting protesters on college campuses. You know, Nixon was using the intelligence service to spy on the other party. He got caught. Uh, and there was secret bombings of Cambodia, 
I mean, we can go on and on what the United States was doing in, in, in that, those late, that late sixties period, you know, like the, the assassination of Martin Luther King. So I think that we're just in a cycle right now. And I think that everybody's got to really invest for me in, in journalism, like this radio show, like in print, just invest. It's not just to invest for democracy, but it's invest in everybody to be informed. And so that coming back to what I said earlier, so that we can fight back on disinformation because that's how you push back. So I still think that there is, you know, my parents are Italian immigrants who came to Canada with a grade four education. Their village was liberated by Americans who are allied to Canadians. And I still think at the core that there are still many of those Americans who want this country to not be what happened on January 6th. Louis, thank you so much for taking some time for us. You've, you've seen the Capitol just recently. When you look at it, what are you looking at? The unknown. For now, it's the unknown. Louis, thanks again. Thanks, man.